Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. everyone this is the go along podcast i'm tyler dunn here with jim bonus as always this podcast brought to you by our friends right here at beautiful hamburg brewing company beautiful. drinking a little frosty the ipa um 5.5 it's it's nice it's it's smooth it does if you're looking to kind of crush you know four or five ipas and not lose your head frosty is it's it's for you man it's i like it a lot it's that time of year, right? It's I'm going to regret saying this, Jim, but I kind of like the fact that we're getting a lot of snow here in the South Towns and Christmas music's in the air and we're watching The Grinch roughly 58 times a day with Ella. No, it's a great that's time of year. pretty fun. That's pretty fun. No, I'm jealous right now. I wish I was there with you, but um, we'll, we'll get our schedules on point here soon and uh, we'll do what we do best at, at uh, get our beef and wet. And go through hopping stands, go through Frosty the IPA, yeah. whatever we need to. But I can't wait to get there. It looks just seeing that place right now. You got to people just need to go there because they put you in the spirit. Like just looking at it right it now does. puts me in the spirit. You got the massive, massive stone fireplace in the middle that's just iconic. And that's, our, uh, that's you're usually right. our home right there. That's usually where we. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's great. I mean, they and they really do have a beer for anything you'd want the, the sours are great they have a great like raspberry smoothie that you just were telling came me about that, that it's got some bite to it it's good um obviously you know we, we're all louis fans which we've been slacking on our louis locks so we should probably do some of those well there's uh, a reason those sl- number one i think right now hop and stand that, that hop and stance is for me that's just i don't need anything else that that yeah. that, that was like it was like they made it for me the louis so if you locks recovered needed, from your louis locks needed what, to take a break we yes. were um, we weren't winning money. Let's just put it that way. Well, we're in the business of helping people make money. So when we're I, off our game a little it's bit, Christmas season, we everybody's stressed right now financially. You're spending money, and 
you know, let us, let me, I, you know, let, let the degenerates do their stuff on their own and we'll get back to the new, after the new year, maybe for the playoffs. And like, you know, back when you played a pickup basketball game with your buddies and, you know, you, you miss about 10 shots in a row. I'm, I'm just going to take myself out. I'm just going hey, to tap out. See ya. <laughs> Do it before they, yeah. Cause they'll thank you. They, 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 and they don't want to say anything to you, but they're like, yeah, thanks. Jim, you were pretty angry Monday night. I mean, granted, we, we potted until about 1, 1 30 a.m. And it was uh, yeah. <clears throat> a lot of reason for the anger. It was a, a pretty well, yeah. poor mine display. Was, mine was really, it, I really felt strong that the Bills were going to win that game. And, I, you know, and the gambling part of it had me upset. And don't worry about it. I'm going to take them this week against Tampa, but we'll get into that later. But what? Oh, wow. yeah. They're going to win. They're going to win this game. That's how the NFL works. But that was um i guess a lot yeah i guess we have a lot more to talk about the press conference seemed to draw a lot of uh, attention that night uh while we were while we were doing our pod it did it did yeah it did you know i f- first things first i don't think you can take 14 points in a vacuum right it's very and you and you said it so we we podcasted while Sean McDermott and the players were speaking so we couldn't really comment and and for all the non bills fans listening we promise we're going to get into some other stuff. Oh yeah, on yeah, this episode. yeah, yeah. It's it's a very muddled NFL right now, so we're thinking we'll try to make sense of it, right, and give one or two teams that we believe in, one or two teams that we don't really believe in, and see where it goes because it's, it's a strange year. There's so much parity, it is. and it we is. want this to be an NFL podcast. But obviously, we live here in Western New York. That was, you know, I, I was listening to Mad Dog Radio. Um, I, I love the the guy, the Morning Men in, in the morning. They they do a great job. Bab check and then. But they, they really thought that this was the most memorable game of the season. And I oh. get it. it. It probably was. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> other game in terms of yes. memorable game. We'll never forget the night. We will never forget this. Put ever. the ball in the air three times and won. Ever. There's, I, that is well said. I, I, there's very few regular season games that you can sit there and, and that have historic meaning or, or something that you will never forget. I don't see how this one would leave our memory. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you can't. So, yeah, it, you you said it. Sean McDermott can sit there and say we only gave up 14 points. Uh, <laughs> and he he might as well have just taken Brian Dayball and just slid him under a bus, gotten into the driver's seat and drove over him and back. You know, what a slap in the face to your offensive coordinator to just completely. I mean, really, it was and his defensive players kind of said the same thing. It's not our fault not our fault we did our jobs but i don't think you can take 14 points in a vacuum and the 200 whatever yards rushing in a vac like everybody knew they were running the ball every single play and they physically punished and the argument oh if you took away that one long touch you can't just take away one oh, long no. touchdown run no you can't just do that i mean dan orlovsky had a great breakdown of that play on espn as well but i saw that i saw that it's um no i i think it it was a it was a physically dominating performance that tells you a lot about where both teams are, and when you can't get out the field, when you can't get a stop, when you don't force them to pass, I think it does say a lot about where you're at as a football team. And I'll shut up. I want to hear what you thought about the afternoon. No, I think I think I think what caught me, I think with the scapegoat stuff, with with Sean talking about the offense had chances and turn field position, turning the ball over. Um, 
that was very not Andy Reid like as far as how he wants to present his press conferences. Sean wants to Andy Reid, if everybody knows Andy Reid, his press conferences are always the same win or loss. He I can't think of many times where he's sold out the defense or a player or somebody on offense. He might say, Hey, we got to do this better, but it starts with me, blah, blah, blah. That told me Sean was flustered. Sean was flustered. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought that's what I took from that, where he was that, that game, that game irritated him. For those who missed it too, the, the quote was, yeah. and obviously the, the person who asked the question was our, yeah. Our third host here a couple of weeks ago and, and one of my best friends, Matthew Fairburn. So I'm Matt, biased. Matt was, I mean, he's, he's very, Matt, very close. Matt came um, back and made his, made his mark. on. The- he did. I mean, he asked the questions that needed to be asked. And it was a unbelievably fair question yeah. to ask Sean McDermott. Because let's not yeah. forget what Sean McDermott has said in the past, how Bill Belichick, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, keeps him up at night, right? Like the Patriots, like he, he's – he has talked about Bill Belichick and the Patriots and this needing to be the hurdle. And we all saw how emotional he was last year when they beat the Patriots and they thought it, that they overcame this hurdle. Yes. Right. Yes. So yes. it's very fair to ask about the psychology of this all. When we see Sean McDermott losing his damn mind on the sideline all game too. I mean, he, he was very, very angry for three yeah. hours. We and, talked and get, about it. And you we take see. on the personality of your coach. That was Matt's sure. other question. Like, how do you respond? So I, I think that was very fair. Any criticism that Matt's getting the, get the hell out of here with that. But it was a telling, you know why it was a good question. You got an honest answer. You got oh, honesty. Yeah. You no doubt. I mean, right. Which is hard to get out of a coach who doesn't say much. And, and I think uh, the other thing that we did, I didn't get to see while we were doing, you know, doing the podcast, but well, we might've touched on a little bit, but I, I can't remember seeing Belichick so happy after a win especially a regular season win he and mcdaniels were almost like i was picturing them all night on the flight back like seriously not non-stop laughing like i i I don't know if i've ever been a part of a win where well i mean i have there those flights when you just you know you want a big game and then you get on that flight it is like it really is one of the great feelings. And, and when you're working in the NFL, because it's long, it's just every week, you know how it is every week, it's week to week, it's long hours. And when you lose, it's the end of the world, but when you win and can enjoy one, and sometimes that flight's like the only time you can really enjoy it. Cause then you get back and reality sets in, but man, I just kept thinking about them on that flight laughing. I mean, they li- literally looked like they were like, Holy shit. We just won a game and really didn't throw the ball. I don't even care that they threw three times. I don't even count any of those. Like they didn't even throw the ball. That that's the thing. Like I I don't. This is why you don't play the game in a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet, yeah. put numbers in there yeah. saying, well, they only gave up this amount of yards and this amount of points. If you watch the game with your own two eyes, with a brain, you saw an embarrassing defensive performance where you you can't force this so, team to throw the ball right. and I get it like and you mentioned it maybe I'm wrong but like okay Josh Allen connects with Stefan Diggs on a touchdown at the end of the game maybe we're all mocking the Patriots for what they did I don't know I, I well, think I probably feel the same maybe way not mock or we're just like hey great effort but I mean well something like that but yeah yeah it would have been interesting I, they I had just, everybody in the box they had everybody in the box and they couldn't they couldn't, couldn't stop do it. You know, no, it was, um, 
I, which, I don't know. I'm, I, what, what's crazy about, you know, I know what's crazy about the end. I know I talked about a little bit, but I'm like, now we've had some days to really analyze this week coming up and I've been looking into it. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I'm going to take the bill. I'm betting on the bills again this weekend. Like I'm betting yeah. on them. I'm going to take them in the money line. Just to beat. I think they're going to beat Tampa. That's how You're crazy saying that I they're think. going to struggle with Carolina on Monday night. They might, they might lose Carolina next week. The NFL is week to week. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, it would not shock me one bit for them to go down to Tampa pissed off right now. They, they just had any time you're talking about a really, they're a good football team. Let's come on. Let's not lose sight that this is a good football team. They have pride. They're professionals and they are pissed right now. And that's a recipe to go on the road and they can get away from it all. Go down to Tampa. It's going to be great weather. I would assume I don't even check the weather down there unless it's raining, but, and their secondary, I think, remember, we talked about this when you, I said, this might be the time when the bills say, let's stop faking what we are. Let's air this. Let's just, let's let Josh go to work. And this is who we're paying. And this is a team you can do it against. Tampa's secondary isn't good. So I guess it, I feel like it could line up where here we are, where can you imagine if they go down and get this win? You know, it just almost is like, we're right back to, you know, who cares about that Patriot game until they, then play they, then they, they play New England again until they play them again. Well, I would hope that they would be pissed off. And I think that's kind of central to a lot of the problems. I feel like this is a team that, um, and it's a good thing too, right? Like, and we've talked about it. If, if you're beating teams by 20, 30 points every week, like they were this time last year when the getting's good and they've got their opponent down, they've got their foot above that team's throat and yeah. they're winning by a lot, but that just hasn't been the case this year. And I, they just haven't been able to respond once they get punched in the mouth. So they should, yeah, they, instead of being indignant and, defensive i mean I, I that seemed like a very defensive aftermath for the bills like how it dare did. anybody kind of question and we can get into the other story out of those press conferences if you want um there's a lot of ways to look at that but overall and, and you're right i mean jordan poyer and micah hyde have been two very stand-up guys yeah um, I, I i knew micah hyde in his packer days yeah um, that's right you, you had that magnetic pull to his locker we, we talked often he was one of the guys that would stand at his locker and talk to the media literally the entire time the locker room was open. He'd explain things, um, whether you're writing a feature story, whether you're doing a story after the game. Um, he was very engaging, very open. I mean, there's a reason that everybody has, has been coming to his defense with who he is as a person. What I'll say is I think the problem with this all, Jim, is it, it's not even really the player's fault. It's the the league pushing the podium the yeah, league people, el eliminating people. the locker room from anything so yeah. you know this game happens right like and, and bills fans are pissed everybody's wondering what the hell did we just watch this the, the patriots threw the ball three times like what like I, I think there is this need to try to understand what what the f yeah. just happened out there right like yeah. fans were the ones out there in the 50 mile per hour wind gusts um, all that like they're supporting this game. They des they deserve to know in general what the heck happened in a game, and they deserve they deserve insight into the game, which is you know to kind of take it another direction. That's kind of why I launched Go Long in a lot of ways. Like let's the league is pushing the podium, pushing press conferences. I want to get in guys' homes, 
and learn about this sport and learn about their lives as much as possible. So cool. there, I don't, I'll be shocked if we can get back in those locker rooms because when does COVID end? I mean, they'll, the league's not going to let this crisis go to waste. They're going to use this. I talked to somebody with a team and it was kind of like, you know, you're never going back in that locker room. I hate to tell you. And there's some teams that are better than others, Jim. I'll tell you this, like there's, and I'm, we can probably decipher. I mean, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh come to mind. I mean, their PR departments are, are really helpful trying to work around these rules. I mean, they, I know some teams that don't like them. It's like they, they want fans. They want people to understand the game as much as possible. And they're bringing you to these players, sitting you down with these players, and you're talking and learning as much as you can. So there's ways around it. But for people who don't know, I'm kind of getting inside baseball this year, but the locker rooms are closed because of COVID. And so after a game, typically what would happen is the, there's a cooling off period, which is what there should be, you know, something crazy happens in a game, give guys 10, 15 minutes to cool off. And then it would be an open locker room. You've got whatever it is, 45 minutes, an hour in there to talk about the game. You don't have that anymore. It's just whoever the team puts out there to talk to reporters and the fans. So Credit to Micah Hyde, credit to Jordan Poyer for being the Bills representatives, the captains who will sit there and answer for this game where everybody's wondering what the hell just happened out there. And I've worked with Jerry Sullivan. I mean, I read Jerry. I mean, in, in high school, Jim, like, and I've told Jerry this, I couldn't wait to get to the library at ECS down in Ellicottville, 7 a.m. to see what Jerry wrote about the quarterback situation. You know, back then it's Drew Bledsoe, <laughs> Kelly Holcomb, J.P. Lossman, and <laughs> You know, he's a columnist. It is his job to provoke. It is his job yeah. to question, to be skeptical. And no let's face it, they didn't make the playoffs for 17 years. Like, it's not like – and before that, when they were making the Super Bowl, Jerry was a feature writer, and he wrote some amazing feature stories. So let's not – you know, he, he's done that. But he's not at the Buffalo News anymore, obviously. He's writing for Niagara Gazette. He's doing a column on – what happened out there it was and it, i think we could agree it was it was embarrassing to lose to a team that threw the ball three times yeah. these players have been asked at different parts of the season about um the the embarrassment on the field i think matt perino i mean at uh upstate new york upstate.com he asked josh allen after the jacksonville game if they're frauds i'm paraphrasing but like and josh allen answered it he answered it he did in full and it, so it's tough. I, I don't like to, it's, I don't, it, I wouldn't. It, yeah. I don't get upset at, I would, I wasn't, you know, I don't get upset at the players. That's I'm just saying, I, I, I can see where people have to understand all these factors, right? Like Jerry's yeah. a columnist. And, and, and I don't think Jerry was, he was doing his job. I mean, he's, it's he's doing his job. Yeah. So I'm that one. I, I don't, I'm kind of brushing that one away. It was Sean was the one I was more like, didn't really like how he handled it, but that was, yeah, that was tough. I, and, I like what Mike, I know Hyde came out the next day and said some stuff and it, it's I think tough. Cause can, I, I get, I get people being upset, right? Like I yeah. think naturally like it's right after a game and you just, you know, had your butts handed to you and you know, you don't, you don't like the way in which a question's asked and you're going to react a certain way. And then Jerry act, reacted a certain way when he, when he said, you know, back in my day, um, and I think everybody, you know, be, be sure to check out. I want to have him on this podcast too. I think, I think it'd be great to talk to Jerry about this, but he went on Tim Graham's podcast this week and, and talked about everything. It's worth everybody's listen for sure. But um, I don't know. I, I guess I, 
I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, when things go wrong in a season and when there's ups, when there's downs, uh, I think a lot of people want to know what happened out there. That's all. And, yeah. you know, if things, exactly. if things were said a little crass, look, I mean, J- Jerry said himself, Hey, it's my job to provoke. It's my job to, to be skeptical. It's my job to have an opinion. And he, no what's doubt. worse, you know what? I, here's the other thing. Isn't it better for Jerry to like get um, the thoughts of those players? If he's going to write that they're, that they were embarrassed, that they were rolled over. I think it's, it's, it's a good thing to see what players think about that. Like, here's your chance. And to his credit, like he got a, there was a good answer there. They basically said like, it wasn't our fault. It was basically said we did our jobs. No, uh, there there was substance there to chew on that. I don't think I can remember another time since Sean's been head coach, where after a game we're hearing, I want to say finger pointing at the other side of the ball. So that hasn't happened. I mean, that's Sean. Sean certainly made it clear. I mean, I'm not, we're not making that up. And it's scapegoat season. I mean, the Panthers, I mean, you see what they did. They got Joe Brady's out of there. I mean, it's scapegoat season. We'll see if the Browns lose the Steelers this week. I mean, you you never know. That, you know, they could fire their defensive coordinator. You just never know what's going to happen this time of year, like we talked about. Um, That's what was fun about Monday's podcast, doing it right after the show. It, It brought back, memories for me of you know if i was still working for the bills what could what would be going on and that's me and jerry's writing columns about you guys right like oh, it's- i was gonna say jerry i would love to it'd be fun to have him on just to talk i mean shoot he was he pretty much i read his i knew we were getting fired just from reading his articles <laughs> more than i did from waiting i i didn't have to wait to hear from terry i knew that thing was done he and tim I mean, graham had that they had that done before we were there's different anyway, roles in um, the media though. There's different roles. No, like I think there's no, writers, there's, yeah. there's, there's reporting, there's columnists. And I think everybody can, I mean, you can write, I've written stuff that piss people. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. happen. It's going to happen. And uh, I don't know. It was, uh, it was interesting. I, I, you know, I was just, I was really shocked at the level of uh, vitriol that he received for sure. Like, like it was almost like he was a middle linebacker in the Bills defense in that game. Well, it would be interesting to see, like, like I said, if, if the Bills do beat Tampa, you know, how the game, how whatever, I don't know how the game will play out, but it'd be cool to see what Jerry would ask in that press conference. It's a good, it's a good point. Because that would be fair to come, you know, come back. Or, or just bring, it would be interesting to see. Just, we'll see. But. Yeah, it's... um. Well, that's the, that's kind of the beauty of this all, right? Like just, they're still, with they're the still right there. Like, yeah. Oh, that's what, well, that leads us really into what we want to talk about. It's jumbled. The, you can't pick a team. Like it's yeah. hard to sit there and say who is going to the AFC, especially, I think the NFC is kind of clear on the three or four teams for sure. AFC. Good luck. Where, so where, where are the bills within everything right, right now, now? There's seven. I mean, in terms of which, just what you think about, oh, you know, their oh, Super Bowl I, chances still. No, I, God, I know it's going to sound crazy. I, I still think they are very much alive to make the Super Bowl. I do, but eventually they have. Like, I feel like it's like a broken record. You got to do it at some point. You got to beat, uh, beat a real team. It's time to beat a real team. 
especially this time of year. And they have plenty of opportunities starting this week. So when you look at the start in the AFC, so probably more more title contending teams in, in the AFC, we all, you know, here's the thing. Like, you can't even just say maybe the Patriots, I guess, but it's not like there's two and three absolute favorites. No. Like, like no. it's all jumbled. So all here, like, give me a team that you believe in, Jim, and give me a team that you do not believe in. The believe in is actually harder than the don't believe for me. I, I don't, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Um, I'm going to let you, I think we have the same, another team that we might both agree is a, a shaky one in the AFC, but Tennessee for me, when I break down playoffs, it's real simple. I go quarterback defense, they have to be in place. And Tannehill, I think, is a good quarterback, not special. Their defense is okay to me. It's not special. So, and ten, I just don't think Tennessee is a team that is – I think they're the two seed right now. And I, that one I don't see as, as one. Um, I'm not a believer in Tennessee. Who's your not oh. believer in the AFC? If you are a believer in Tennessee, then check out golongtd.com tomorrow, everybody. Uh-oh. Or I should say right now, Friday. No, Bob. <laughs> Bob did a uh, McGinn files on uh, Mike Vrabel. So well, I like Vrabel. Be, he's an interesting guy, man. I yeah. think people are gonna love this. I just like uh, the job he's done there. I like the job he's done. I'd be. I'm interested to read that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a good look back at what scouts and everybody thought of him as a player coming out, how he kind of got to the position he's in. That's cool. But yeah, you know, I agree with you though. It, it, it's strange to see them atop the division playing the way they're playing right now. Um, I, I I don't really have a strong opinion on them as a team. What, man, I know a team. I, I know. I'm looking. It's like a cop out, right? I, I think a team that I don't believe in. Man, I'm gonna go with. I mean, it's it's easy to say the Raiders and Broncos. I mean, I know they're both six and six. Yeah, I see what not, you're saying. It's not I much mean. of a take. I I I'm I don't want to write off the Chiefs or the Chargers though. I don't even know how to make sense of the AFC West quite now. With That's I think Justin saying. Herbert's so good that they can still figure it out. No doubt, no doubt. But if you're not believing in somebody. That's hard. You know, I could I, actually make I could actually make a case. I and this is gonna be crazy too. I could go really crazy. And I don't know if I believe in the Patriots yet. I honestly don't know. Mac Jones is still we I still don't know who he is yet. I want to see, I need to see him get tested a little bit. They've had we talked about it, right? With fair would they have the third easiest schedule? The Bills had the second going into this game this week. Um, so we haven't seen Mac Jones be tested yet. So I, I'm, I honestly probably could put the Patriots in there for me where I need to see, because you're not winning, you're not getting to the Super Bowl unless your quarterback is ready. I'll put it to you. That's how, I guess that's the word I would use. Is he ready to take a team to the Super Bowl? Mac Jones? I wouldn't be surprised though, if, they meet in Foxborough in a few weeks and the weather's perfectly fine. Maybe it's a little cold and they throw the ball 30 times. Well, then we'll, then that would be good. Cause I, I would really like to see more of him, especially now, now that it's crunch time, mm. but anyway, I'll stick with my yeah Tennessee for me. 
Okay, so you're you're not in you're you're not buying on Tennessee. You know, I, I gotta be Tennessee. I gotta grow a pair here and, and go beyond the Raiders and Broncos. <sighs> Man, I, I know that when we did our midseason like predictions, um I, I think I had the Ravens in the Super Bowl. It's hard for me to get there now with Marlon Humphreys. You know what I mean? Like I, they've had so Their many injuries. Secondary. Their whole secondary. Like if you're going into the playoffs without that's the other team I was gonna yeah, secondary. That- yeah, that's tough. And I love Lamar Jackson, but I, I think that he was covering up a lot of flaws with some of those wins in the first half of the season. They they've lost all their running backs. They've they're just trying to get by. And um, by. it's t- I mean, you look at the whole AFC and it's like anybody can beat anybody. But I even think no in their question. own division, I mean, the Bengals. That division, they, they lost. But I mean, Burrow, he hurts his pinky. He's he's tough as shit. Like. They He's so good. He played so Chase good in that game. Touch, Chase dropped a touchdown. Yeah. And Nixon. And Joe Mixon dropped the ball. Yeah. I mean, it that wasn't was a loss. Bur- right. That was a weird. But anyway, I'm with you on the Bengals, man. I, that's a team I want to believe in. I want them to make a run. I love watching that offense. I think I believe, you know, I mean, it's, I'm not going to count out Cleveland quite yet because I think they're no. catching Baltimore at a good time. And if yeah. Baker got a little healthier, they can get that running game going. They can play kind of how New England plays. And, and I, I think Baker's still good enough to beat you on play action a couple times a game. I do too. In the defense, you've got a stud pass rusher. You've got a stud cornerback. You've got playmakers who are going to force turnovers. I like their defense is, is – yeah, their defense is, is good. But the team I do believe in for sure in the AFC, Indianapolis. I should, yeah. They're playing – just about as well as anybody. I mean, a weird game against Tampa. Um, they were right there. They 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 kind of choked it away, but they were right there. I I think that they've got a good enough quarterback. I agree to take advantage of things. You know, when you load up to stop Jonathan Taylor, and uh, as we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, like we know where football's at, right? You better be able to be physical. They came here to Buffalo and they they beat the hell out of Buffalo. So they did. Who do you believe in in the AFC? I, if I had to, you know, it's this is like you want to talk about not being a put myself out there, but I'd go with the Chiefs because they finally are starting to play tough on tougher on defense. What's crazy is their offense has been letting them down a lot lately. I mean, they just like that game against Denver the other day. They they should have. It should have been a blowout. Hills dropping balls. Kelsey's dropping balls. Mahomes is, is missing guys that he usually hits. Their offense just doesn't look right. But I'm, I still believe that they'll get that right. And if the defense is at least good, they don't have to be great. They just have to be good. And the offense comes around. I, I Once again, I mean, they're going to be – how are they – they're going to be a monster to try to beat. So just because, you know, we're you – know, we don't talk. We, we haven't talked about Mahomes a lot, but but I do believe that's a team I believe in. I, I feel good about them. I feel better about to bet against than I do New England. The defense is playing so well right now. I mean, moving Chris Jones back inside. Um, I don't know why they even had him outside. But they he had is some game. They had some. They had some defensive ends out early. Okay. In the year, they're getting some guys back at the right time now. I mean, he, he can take over games. I mean, he, he can turn into a TJ Watt out there and just say, all right, I'm, I'm just going to force a turnover. I'm just going to get to the quarterback. I'm just going to yeah, take this game over right now. 
when you think of like Aaron Donald as the dominant D tackle, that Chris Jones is like, he's yeah. right behind him. Hard to argue. All right, over in the NFC, start with the team that you're uh, not quite believing in right now, Jim. I, you know what? I think I, this is crazy because I like this team. I'm going to, like, they're a good team. And we're talking about a team I, I picked to go to the NFC Championship, but I'm kind of not loving that pick right now is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I'm not seeing – I'm worried about their health um, overall. I mean, we still have time to get healthy for the playoffs, but the defense still seems shaky to me. Um, Dak, I love Dak, you know, but he's got to be healthy. He needs all his people healthy. I think they're bad. I think both their running backs are banged up. That game this week in Washington is incredibly interesting. Um, incredibly interesting. Wink, wink. Washington. Um, I like Washington this week, but, um, Dallas would be the team. I'm not, I, I don't know if I love my pick to have them in the NFC championship. Now I, I think I'd rather go with, I love green Bay and I think Arizona, you know, it, if I had to switch that, I would put Arizona back in there over Dallas. I'm going to agree with you on Dallas. I, I think we've got the same line. Of Are you, so you're there. seeing the same, you're having the same. Uh... I mean, it's, yeah, I know injuries, COVID, I mean, those are major factors here, right? Oh, I mean, Amari Cooper major. isn't in the yeah. lineup. It's, it's huge. But this is th – these are the problems that you kind of saw. Like, the defense was pretty reliant on turnovers for a while. Dan Quinn did kind of inject them with some energy. But are they really exponentially that much better? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know either. I mean, Michael Parsons is way better than I thought he'd be. Harrisburg, PA. That's right. Your boy. But I, I, I don't I, I love it's hard for guys. me to get there with Mike McCarthy as your head coach. Like I, I think we've we've seen this song <laughs> and dance. It's um I, I know he doesn't run the defense, but you get into January and his defenses tend to wither away. Uh this the brand of football can wither away. I love Dak. Still like a lot of players. I mean, Tony Pollard. Anytime he gets the ball, it's like, why isn't he just touching the ball every play? He is the offense explosive. is scary. The offense is scary good. It's scary good, and that's why which I gives them a chance against anybody, right? No question, no question. I'm just there's just not, something I'm to miss. Like yeah, there's something about their health. It's just it doesn't have that feel that they're getting hot at the right time. We still have. I know there's still plenty of time before the playoffs, but. So, yeah, I love so Washington we'll though too. I, I would take Washington in that game. I, I wouldn't even count out Washington for the division. They could be Dallas twice. What a run that would be if they end up doing that. Um, so wait, who are you believing in in the NFC? Mine's too simple. I hate it because I mean I, I I think Green Bay is loaded. I'm gonna go with Arizona. Uh, okay, that, it's pretty simple too. My, They're ten and two, but no, I'm not trying. I know we're still talking about maybe the two best, but. I guess for me, once again, like just like I need to see Mac Jones do something as a rookie against a really good defense. I need is Murray ready to do this in the playoffs? You know, he's never been in the playoffs. So is he ready to just make the you know, that would be my reservation for Arizona. But man, Arizona is loaded. Like I, Arizona Green Bay would be a hell of an NFC championship. And I give Cliff Kingsbury and Arizona credit for uh, not rushing Kyler Murray back. You know, he had uh, the, the ankle sprain, and it would have been really easy for them to 
freak out and, and be like, okay, last year they we started five and two and we fell apart and we can't let it's, that happen again and get out there, Kyler. But no, like the way he plays the game is so improvisational. It, it, nobody plays like Kyler Murray. It's so creative. It's so uninhibited. He just he starts one direction. He goes the other direction. He's he's really like Allen Iverson out there at quarterback. Yeah. It's just kind of like all this. That's a lot of stress on your ankles, and I just. We probably both had ankle injuries back in high school basketball. Anybody who's hurt their ankle at any point knows you sprain that thing once, you're going to sprain it again and again and again. Like you have to give it time. I think they were ultra, ultra cautious and ultra, ultra smart for being cautious, giving him a full month to recover. He went out there against the Bears, scored four touchdowns, looked great. I mean, he didn't have to throw the ball much, but when he did on that fourth down to uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the money, very efficient. Um, yeah. Like he didn't baby that ankle at all. Like as a runner, he took off. He left guys in the dust. No. Arizona's scary, man, because they're they're getting healthy at the right scary. time. They're even so without good. JJ Watt against the run. Watt was playing the run great, but you still have Buda Baker. You still have uh, Chandler Jones. You still have Isaiah Simmons. You still have Jordan Hicks. You you got really good players all over the place. So. Agreed. I like Arizona. I really do. And it, it starts with that decision. What a decision yeah. by them to wait. Well, and you can do that. And this goes back to when we were talking about free agency and I brought up why the bills need a backup quarterback. When you have Colt McCoy, he defines like you can't find a better backup. You're going to go 500, maybe better. Like they did. Boom. Job done. You can't put a value on whatever Colt McCoy's contract. You can't put a value on that to keep that team from rushing their franchise guy back. So that's, that was a credit to the Cardinals for, they knew yeah. Colt McCoy is a damn, damn good backup. With Colt McCoy. So as everybody remembers, Kyler Murray initially hurt that ankle against green Bay on October 28th, when they lost 24, 21, um, a game they really should have won. He put together a pretty good drive there. And then AJ green didn't like turn on that back shoulder. That, that, I bet. Uh, don't even get me started on that. Yes. <laughs> that was, I, I love AJ green. That was, I don't know. I know. Rasul Douglas. I mean, it was it was a tough pick, tougher than I think it looked Great to, to pick, make that but interception. It was a touchdown. But, yeah, all right. But then Colt McCoy comes in. You beat San Francisco 31-17. They get waxed by Carolina, which is kind of weird. But then they beat Seattle 20. So he went two and one. He went two and one. You're right. Job well done. I gotta Job look up well his contract done. right now. But whatever it is, it was absolutely worth it. Yeah, one one year, 1.2 million. That's a steal. It's a steal. That's a steal. So I think Arizona is definitely uh, a team to believe in. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, everything we just said here, what's crazy, Jim, people could listen to this on Monday and be like, what the hell are these idiots talking about? The NFL just changes. On Dude, the I was going to say, if, if we did this in two more weeks, it, we could just all have all different teams. <laughs> Like where like we, we just did our revised Super Bowl where picks. The Ram, where are you at with the Rams right now? Uh, Robert not, Woods. That, that Robert Woods injury. You're losing a lot of toughness and, and Tough. losing Robert Woods. Toughness. I just think that, um, you know, that, that Packers game just sticks in my mind where this is the team that eliminated you in the playoffs last year. You mortgage your future, pick after pick after pick to bring in all these vets. Now, look, maybe by January, Odell, <laughs> Beckham, Von say. Miller, maybe they like could, they, they kind of know their roles and they kind of turn a <laughs> they, they could, 
They could, no doubt about it. <laughs> right now, I want to just say that they're not tough enough. Those trades weren't worth it's it. It's wild, man. It's football it, is it, wild. It, and I, you know what? I, the reason that I'm not going to put him in that Arizona, yeah, they can win it all, is, is Matt Stafford. Right. It's, we've talked about him before. I'm with he's, you on that. He's going he's gonna to break your heart. He really is. Well, they play Monday night this week. I like it. Rams and Cardinals. What else? What else is happening in your life, Jim? How are you? No, things are good. Um, definitely excited to see. I'm, you know, this is the greatest time of the. I just love it. Basketball. I love. You know, I love basketball. So we, we got plenty of basketball during the week to get us to the weekend. And then we got our, you know, and then we got the NFL picking up. Every game is becoming just crazy big. I, you know, um, oh, I know what we didn't talk about. Minshew for the Eagles. How great was that? Another guy that you can't put a value on. Like Minshew, that could be his whole career. Like <laughs> yeah. he could be the highest paid backup. You don't want him as your franchise. He's not good enough. But he is good enough to be your one of the top paid backups. And I love seeing – this year is just – the backup quarterback has been incredible this year, how they've come in and kept – it's really been a fun follow, like to see how these guys have stepped up. Um and they all have that, that what we talk about, that toughness for a backup to come in and not be afraid. Yeah. Um, I just love seeing it. You know, it's, it's been cool. I think he scored on like seven of his eight possessions, something like that. He was like so that. good. He was, he was so accurate. I, I, he just, he was really good. I'm not a Hurts believer. So I, I text um, our guy, Jiry Evans, that was on the show. He does a lot of media down in uh, Philly with uh, Gerald Colton, who is, is his agent um they do a show and i text them about did you guys ever hear that wally pip story the baseball player that got hurt um it was um now i'm forgetting the guy that replaced him i'm, I'm drawing a blank but it was a hall of fame baseball player replaced him uh, I, I can't believe i just did disservice to that story but maybe babe ruth right was it babe i i i believe so I, i'm not at, uh yeah Wally. it was babe ruth we're, we have so many baseball fans listening right now saying, why in the and hell hey, I'm, I'm embarrassing myself because I love the story and I, I just totally drew a blank. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I it said was this. Babe. It was Babe Ruth. All right. I just said, does Jalen Hurts ever hear Wally Pitt? Because I think, I think the Eagles are better with Minshew. Do you really? Yeah, I like the way their offense looked. They actually – that one read stuff and running around, it's fun. It's good. And Hertz is so tough. And I love as a playmaker, but it was cool to see. They have some really good skill players and a monster tight end. Like, By the way, can I just cut in real quick? I feel like an idiot. It wasn't Babe Ruth. It was Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. There, there it is. I, when you Why said did I say Babe Ruth? Jeez. Right. That was the worst baseball thing we've ever done. This this is pathetic. It really, I mean, should, we should. Blame, blame me because I'm the one home. that was. I'm the one that told the story. Yeah, but I said Babe Ruth with such conviction. Like, it was – I didn't even hesitate. Lou Gehrig. Sad. You know, I didn't watch one baseball game this year, Jim. Uh, yeah, I can't say Not one either. second of one game all year. Couldn't do it. And those play – that world – there was some good action, too. I just – I know. But yeah, you're right. I don't – So, anyway. I don't know where I'm at with Jalen Hurts. I'm just, that's just my little opinion on it. I'm not saying it's just – Back to the whole, it's just fun to see these quarterbacks get their opportunities and really keep their teams alive. 
It was worth the Bills paying up for uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Well, he hasn't been, you know, we haven't seen him, you know, to really, if he had to do it yet, but I still believe he, we've seen him win games in this league. So you'd like to think for three games, they could go two and one with Mitch if they had to. Do you think that he'll uh, get a chance to start next year? I I don't think teams view him as a starter. Hmm. I don't. We'll try. I mean, there could be a team like Cleveland always, that says, you know what, we'll bring never. in and always, do only the Tannehill takes one. thing. Only yeah. takes one. You know what we have to do, Jim? I've been meaning to ask you every episode, because we always talk about like the shopping cart guy and the Pete Carroll elevator guy. Yes. And we need like an asshole of the week segment. You know what I mean? Like Ooh. this person is just a really, really bad person. Like, like how they, if somebody... It, how they act in public or like a something that everybody kind of does that just is a pet peeve oh is this like your coffee shop your coffee yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so that would be like you know so at i do a lot of work at spot coffee down in hamburg and there's people who will you know it's clearly kind of busy and instead of going into the line to purchase their coffee they just plop their belongings onto a table to claim that table and then they get in line I'm saying that, you know, let's get into line, be orderly. We live in a society, as George Costanza says. And then and then get your coffee and then it and then that's when the table claiming begins. Once you have your coffee, claim the table. So yeah, I think uh, I think the table plopper is definitely right there with shopping cart guy. It's strong. It's strong. You gotta have something though. I'm putting you on the spot. We didn't talk about this, but well, I can tell you one from I I I don't go to the gyms anymore, but when I used to go to like a gold's gym, I never understood the tough guy that had to come when, when you had all the dumbbells, I never understood the guy that had to just pick the dumbbell, you know, take his dumbbells. Why can't you take your dumbbells and just walk back? Right. You walk away and do your, you know, do your curls, shoulders, whatever you're doing. I, the guy that just picks it up and stands right in front of the mirror in front and blocking all the other weights. If you want to grab something to do his curls (laughs) right there. Like you can't just walk back a little bit and give the space if somebody else wanted to come in and grab dumbbells, but you have to stay right there because you're that fired up to do your curls right then and be so close to the mirror to stare at yourself. That guy used to bug me and I saw it a lot. Like I just couldn't believe you can't walk away and just walk 10 feet and do your curls. That's a bad guy. I mean, that's too much. It's just too, it's too over the top. I can remember back when um, when I covered you guys, 2015, Rex and Rob Ryan, uh, went, uh, I was at LA, I go to LA Fitness after Bill's stuff, and they came in once, and they were, gonna, I don't know if they got a membership or not, but they were getting a tour of the place, and they gave them the tour LA Fitness, and I was told by somebody who was a regular that they would just go into the sauna and basically hang out at the sauna and then just leave. I was and that just going to say, that was what they were famous for. <laughs> Really? I, was say, I never saw them, but they, I mean, they're, they're not throwing up 400 pounds. Oh, our training room. They used to have, they would make the coaches come down. They would go around the coaches offices. Say, hey, sauna, let's go, you know, or hot tub. They like the hot tub more than the sauna, but hot tub. Greg Roman's hey, just tub. cranking out squats. Roman, Roman never produced. He, I never saw him in the hot tub or in the weight room. Well, no, he was in the weight room. He would do some, he would do some stuff. Yes. But- all right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. That was fun. Good that was stuff. Good. 
appreciate everybody listening. As always, go longtd.com. Give us a try. We got free options. We got pay options. We got a lot cooking. Uh, I have a story on the New York Giants in the works reporting on this. Yes. Very early stages, but you know, if you're listening, might be a good time to uh, ding the old subscribe button because it'll be interesting. Um, and like I said, Bob McGinn, Mike Vrabel story. We have a profile on a player for the Ravens coming soon. So, yeah, thanks everybody for giving us a try. We appreciate it. Any final thoughts, Jim? Last word. Cheers. Well said. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.